we got a special episode today for you guys with a full President's Cup preview ahead of Wednesday's start. Uh, we'll get into the Patrick Reed controversy, obviously, at the Hero World Challenge this past weekend. Our DFS picks, both last week and for the President's Cup. And we're going to cap it off with a short part three segment. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. I'm your host, Patrick, uh, joined here by Trevor and Jeek. Let's get right into it with the President's Cup. We got it starting at 5.30 p.m. right in prime time on Wednesday. I'm pretty excited. So am I. I mean, prime time golf, like that's just a new thing for us, I believe. So what time is that? I think it's, what is it, 13 hours in Australia? I think it's 14. 14? So that's what time there i'm bad at math 9:30 a.m. 7:30 a.m. wow that's actually pretty early i mean that's what golf is yeah yeah i guess but anyway we got uh best ball on the first day followed by alternate shot thursday double session friday and then we're capping it off with the 12 single matches on sunday mm-hmm. so single matches are always hype yeah, the single match is a great way to cap it off. I remember watching like the I only I only watched the last day of the of the Ryder Cup like last year because I don't know I was really busy that weekend. But I remember just seeing like who was it Tommy Fleetwood and uh, who was his play, playing partner that just like absolutely dominated that day. Was it Poulter? No, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But but Fleetwood was just like going off that day. And and his his celebration. Oh no, no. you know what it was? It was uh, Molinari. Oh, that's, that's what it was. was. Molinari. Yeah, Molinari. Right. That they were they were filthy in the Ryder Cup. Like they won like everything. I'm pretty sure. Like, oh yeah, I remember match. that. Yeah, that was sick. Mm-hmm. Kind of a disappointment for the U.S. though. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Anytime the U.S. doesn't win, it's a disappointment at anything at any level. Doesn't especially especially if we if we lose to the Europeans. Or not the Europeans, the rest of the world, like Australia and pretty, that's pretty like and the Chinese and the Koreans, like that. Like I we, mean, U.S. Um, is favored at like minus two seventy right now, I think. So, if you're for betting at least, and a draw, a draw is actually plus twelve hundred, which should just be which is very rare. A draw, very, a, very, I would very, hate very a draw. Imagine if it just oh, so like you play all that golf and you draw. And then you just share the presence. That would be so unsatisfying. Oh, no, it would be. That's like the odds that happen here are so, so slim, especially because the U.S. team is so much better than the uh, international team. But, yeah, so big storylines. We got Tiger becoming the captain. Uh, Obviously, one of the few playing captains um, that we've had during a, a cup event like this. Indeed. I mean, not much more you can say about that. It's I mean, like it's it's just himself. I guess be I guess be weird him playing and being the captain. Like I don't know, I don't know all the duties of being a cap, what being a captain are, but I think it's just gonna be. A, I don't think he's gonna play as well because I think it's gonna be a lot on his plate. But he's also the go with. 
Yeah, well, he also is like that's also that doesn't. I mean, well, you you, you usually like the captains usually somebody who's like not on the top of their game or somebody who's like a little bit older, like past their prime. And, and now like, you're just playing them. And now you just have, and not, that's why that's why they're not going to usually play. But then you have Tiger who like has been winning events and like being competitive for a while and is, is back pretty much and like he had to pick himself. Yeah, but like it. Yeah, he had to pick himself. But I don't think he's gonna be playing as much as he normally would if it was like. Stricker couples or do you, well, yeah, yeah, obviously. But do you really think that Tiger isn't gonna want to like play as much? Oh no, no. He's. I mean, he'll he'll try to play as much as he can. But he also, like, I feel like he also wants to embrace the captain role too. That's fair. See what see what that's like. Because he when he when he agreed to be captain, he wasn't expecting to play. I don't think he was expecting to be like almost like done at this point. I feel like. Right. I think. Yeah. But but whatever. So when, so well. when when he is playing, he has to pick one of the assistants to be like the captain. Like I'm not even sure what the captain's like responsibilities are during the round. I mean, I, most of the time I've seen them just kind of like following the team, giving advice, stuff like that. But when he's playing, like either Stricker, or Couples, or Zach Johnson has to be appointed the captain. It's kind yeah. of electric that they just get like a, f- a nice trip to Australia just to be like a backup captain. Yeah. Well, I mean, like talk to the players. They, they deserved that. it. I mean, they deserved oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. What was it? Stricker was was he last year's? He wasn't last year's I captain, so. right? I think he was. At at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I'll fact a quick check Google that. search there. Yeah, it was Stricker. It was Steve Stricker last year. I liked. I liked no, Zach actually, wait, wait. In there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, was it Steve Stricker? I don't even know now. <laughs> well, I feel like we kind of got an OG. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at captain for next year now, so I don't even like... Um, what was last year? 2018? Yes. Yeah, my, research, my research needs to be a lot faster. It was Jim Furyk. Furyk. That's oh, what that's right. right. Jim Furyk. Yeah, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger and Stricker were vice captain. They were vice captains. Tiger yeah. and Stricker. But it was Jim Furyk. Now... Going into not that we're we're kind of far away from 2020 Ryder Cup, but it's going to be Stricker and right now Jim Furyk's the vice captain. So so Stricker's the captain next year. Yes. Okay. So so this is kind of like maybe maybe even Tiger plays in like a little matches and gives Stricker the captain role when he's playing the matches because maybe Stricker wants to prepare for next year in the Ryder Cup. Exactly. I mean he's he's a fine captain anyway. So yeah, he'll 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 do like. Again, like we don't know how much. Like I said, I'm not really sure exactly what the captain does during during matches, besides like give advice and fall around, because you can't really make switches or anything like that. So, right, there's not like a ton of. I mean, there's strategy, but not a lot. Strategy once you have your team out there. Well, from from, yeah, from what you from what everyone knows, it's like you just basically just pick the lineup of people that are best paired with each other. I mean, like yes, there's there's gonna be a ton of like strategic moves he's gonna have to make obviously like they have they have a ton of issues even though they're they should they have more talent than uh, than the rest of the world but oh 100 is not yeah. playing dj is pretty hurt he's still recovering from knee surgery there's this re-controversy now that he has to deal with i and mean we'll get into do we, do we want to get bit. into that i Sure. I, I think it's 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 whole it's a whole I think it'll be a storyline for the whole week pretty much. Like all they'll be talking about is just Patrick Reed. Like So in, if you don't know already, I'm assuming you do. Patrick Reed back at it again. Although here's my take on it. Before, I'll I'll explain it first. Um 
on the par five eleventh at uh, at the Hero World Challenge, he was basically in one of those waste areas, and twice the the, the camera caught him kind of moving sand away from his ball. But at the same time, I feel like it's it, it, the camera. He he blamed it on the camera angle just being kind of deceptive. At the same time, this is Patrick Reed. You don't give yourself the benefit to, benefit of the doubt when you have a reputation like him. I'll say if anyone else like like especially because it's him and he blamed the camera angle for making it look worse. That just that just comes off as like okay, you're just trying to make an excuse of like what like that, that just made that, it, it, it. It doesn't. It kind of, yeah, it makes it so much worse. Like all I have to do is say like didn't mean to do it. It wasn't like it wasn't like I intended to do anything and like move on. But because he's saying he's making an excuse for it. It just, I feel like it makes it a lot well, worse. <clears throat> I read an article and, it's, and it says that, like, obviously there's the, the Rory uh, McElroy saying it's not that big of a deal for uh, if it's not Patrick Reed. That just kind of goes to what I said. Like, you're giving yourself that reputation. Like, exactly. You can't be doing things like this. But he also, I also saw something that said he was like being like a, a gentleman to the to the rules official, but the, and he, but he, his excuse was that the intent wasn't there. But it still didn't matter, even if the intent wasn't there. Like it was against the rules. Well, and and that would have been fine if he said like, "Oh, the intent wasn't there," and like that's like all well and good. But the fact that he says like he's trying to say in the camera angle made it look, like made it look worse. Like, yeah, he said both. I mean, he's just yeah, it's the guy it's, does himself no favors. He do, I, it's, I, it's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a storyline this week, and I don't know if it's gonna affect his play. Honestly, like I don't think it will, but maybe it will. I don't know. Well, I think just the crowds are just gonna be like all over him, like yeah, everywhere they he would goes, have been, people are just gonna be screaming at him. I feel like they would have been all over him either way. Like, well, they would have, yeah. Well, they, yeah. But like this is like of all weeks, of all weeks to do something like this, you're gonna do it before you go to the Presidents Cup. Yeah, Presidents Cup still. It was his third shot on the par three, and he bogeyed anyway. So it's like, just there was no the risk reward there was not was not worth it because he ended up tripling that hole after like the penalty was imposed and mm-hmm. but other than that he like played great this past weekend yeah well he finished like tie like second third he had a lead most of the way too yeah exactly. no yeah he he yeah he did great he was leading through through two um two rounds or at least no he was leading through the first round and i think he was tied with gary after the second round right um mm-hmm. so if we want to also mention what cameron smith said who I mean, that'd be kind of electric if they play each other this this uh, this week. Yeah. He said, "That's a BS excuse. No sympathy. I, I have no sympathy for cheaters. Open the door for fans to cheer, jeer him next week. Hope crowd absolutely gives it to him in the team next week." So I wonder if Cameron Smith's doing that, knowing that the Presidents Cup is next week and that he's just trying to like start something. Oh no, I feel, no, like, I, I, I feel like he definitely is. Like that's, that's like, a very strategic comment. Yeah. Well, I think it's like I think he's just trying to get the he wants like what Adam Scott said earlier, like in the year he said uh he doesn't want the US fan the Australian or international fans to cheer for US players. I feel like this will make the, the fans cheer for the US like a little bit less. Maybe not a ton less, but like definitely Patrick Reed less and definitely like I feel like he wants to get the fans like on their side instead of the US side. I feel like somebody who didn't really read up on it on like the the whole story just automatically thinks that Patrick Reed is in the wrong as you know, that's kind of fair and yeah. they will be kind of conflicted during the president's cup. I don't think I'm going to be all that conflicted considering we might 
or might not pick him for our DFS picks. Um, tune in later for that. Yeah, tune in later in the episode for those. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll affect him that much. I feel like he kind of. Uh, he kind like, like feeds like, off think, of this. Yeah, I would say he kind kind of deals with it well, based off of like like how he's played. Like I don't know when he won the Masters and everything like that. But uh, yeah, he, he's, he's see, one player does who feeds off of this. I guess it'd be fun to see him paired up um, against. Cameron Smith. Uh, that would be some great television. Imagine if that was like the deciding match on Sunday, like in yeah, the singles match, singles match, him versus Cameron Smith. Dude, the world, you gotta love a good villain, especially when he's on your own team. Facts. Would you be rooting for Patrick Reed there? I mean, you'd have to be. You have to be. I, I guess. Decide it. Yeah, I guess you. Have I would. To for him. I, I would hate at the same time. Reed. I would, I would kind of love that. There's like there's only a couple events where you could root for, or like a couple situations where you could root for him if like you're Patrick Reed hater. One you right one back. you gambled on him. Two it's a U.S. team event and like that's just about it. That is it. Yeah. I feel like all these like golf fan hardos who just like live for the the respect and integrity of the game just like throwing it in their face and Patrick Reed just like dunking on them winning the the U.S. the Presidents Cup would just be a great storyline. No, it definitely would. Everyone would like be. everyone's shitting on him going to the week, and then he's the one who gets the deciding point. He's the one who goes crazy. Well, that's what it was like when he was in like in Hazeltine in 2016 at the Ryder Cup. He was not. I guess not it you. wasn't like not, not everyone hated him as much. I guess, but like he was the guy, and like everyone was expecting him to be the guy last year, even though even the people did not like him last year too. It's definitely become more mainstream, like to hate Patrick Reed since then. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> And I, I don't. I'm not gonna say I'm coming around on him, but I'm deciding to hate him less for now. For this one week, I think. For this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we also kind of gambled him on him last week, so like you couldn't like totally hate him last week, but still. But also, why? Take... Like, like, like of all times to have this happen to him, like this is like the worst possible week. I mean, like... it's just classic P. P- Reed. Yeah, it is. And the one like the one moment where in about like a couple of days you're gonna be playing for the US and everyone in the US is gonna be cheering for you. Like you made people you gave people a reason maybe not to cheer for you or not to go exactly. with you. And we but, also yeah, had classic Patrick Reed. Some Patrick Reed, we're talking about him. He didn't even win the tournament. He didn't even but we had Stenson, Henrik Stenson coming in at eighteen under. That last round was like I don't know if you got if you guys uh, saw any of it, but I was I was watching on Saturday like afternoon. That last round was just like a whirlwind like of well, who was gonna forth. win. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Rom draining putts from like 50 feet, eagle putt. Um, you had Tiger who everybody rushed their TVs because they thought he was gonna win, and then you have Henrik Stenson coming in with like his trusty three wood. And just like playing consistent golf and I mean, beating everybody was, else. I love his three wood. Which hole, which so hole was it? Was it 15 or 16 maybe where he just like literally put one like two inches from the hole and like tap and eagle? Yeah, for, for, no, for, Al, for Albatross. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, tap and eagle. Tap, tap and eagle. My bad. Yeah, he hit it for Albatross. Yeah, almost Albatross. But yeah, he yeah. I mean, like that three wood and like that. that I mean, hitting that three wood have been there for like feels like forever like every single I'm, year i'm not sure what um what hole it was but tiger was in like that waste area and that waste area was like 
just causing problems for everybody all week because there's like footprints and like dimples in it that like put the ball in like a really tough place mm-hmm. and there was one hole where the green was pretty pretty narrow and like he he shot it over then duffed his chip and still got up and down for uh for a bogey somehow but he he kind of fell apart down the stretch which you're not I mean, really that, used to that causes to problems that causes problems every year um as we said last week like when we were making our picks like you got to be accurate on this course and you know that kind of just lost it for him when he wasn't accurate at the right time so mm-hmm. right yeah you just like he was pulling balls like into the waist area just it, it wasn't a great like back nine for him i think well i, I think just Speak- a good i think it's a good building block for this week though if he's gonna like if he, he played he played really well at some points and now like he had a couple of things he needs to work on now he's going to the president's cup where he can yeah work and that's the thing about max like that. about the Ryder's cup or sorry president's cup um you don't it's like a different game it's not stroke play obviously so it's like you don't have to be as locked in like consistent you can afford to have a bad hole and, and like you can just move straight on to the next hole which i feel like tiger if if anyone is able to do the best, I would say that's that's Tiger's like, there he's like the probably the best match by player ever. Because like, I feel like during this, during this comeback, it's always been like, say like Shinnecock um, at the U.S. Open, the first hole we were there, he triples the first hole, and it was just he was just out of the tournament. Exactly. Yeah. Like like like, like, after, this, like be like. Exactly. If you triple the first hole, you're you're down one instead you're of. Down, and then you can win the next eight. Yeah. Put it out. W- wouldn't put it past Tiger to do that. No. Wouldn't not. <laughs> Except for also a he's, match. Tiger's so, so intense. I feel like he's so intimidating to play against just because, one, he's Tiger. And two, he just like has like that death stare like, everywhere he yeah. goes. I feel like when he plays, and that's just like, that's, that's, that's terrifying. I mean, See, now the thing, watching- the thing is. The thing is, he's been kind of getting away from that. Like, obviously, when he's, like, in the tournament, he, like, gets that death stare. But, like, he's been a lot more laid back in, like, these tournaments. Oh, no, he like, has, you know, yeah. So, I don't know, like, I guess we'll talk about potential pairings later. But, like, Justin Thomas and Tiger pretty much played together the entire week. And, um, like, at the first hole, like, they, like, since Tiger is the host of the tournament, they were, like, going through all of his accolades and stuff. And then, like, when Justin Thomas got up, it was, like... And now at the tee, Justin Thomas, <laughs> and like no accolades whatsoever. Yeah, that, they had fun with that. that. And like, I think Tiger outdrove him on a hole and like stopped at Justin Thomas's ball to like look at it and be like, like just to tease him that he like outdrove him by like a lot. And um, Justin Thomas also like hit the ball into like a hazard, and Tiger was like in the like hazard, like looking for the ball. Um, right. So they had, just, like all week they had that. Like, not that something chemistry. that he would do. Yeah, yeah they well, had that chemistry all week. And he, he's, he's, you can tell he's having a lot more fun. He's done that like recent like years, but I feel like of all tournaments, like to go back to normal tight, like old Tiger, it's like the President's Cup and the Ryder Cups of the tournaments that he does that in. So like and and a, a tournament like the Hero World Challenge is not going to be as as like serious because like it's his tournament and he just try, he's, I think he's he was kind kind of trying to warm up more for the President's Cup, but I think he'll be back to more serious Captain Tiger and uh like. I'm gonna kill you, Tiger, pretty much on the course. Whichever. I wish. I wish last week when we were making picks, we like thought about it a little bit more, and we're like, oh well, somebody who's not gonna be in the Presidents Cup this week will probably win the event because they're gonna be like locked in, where people who are in the Presidents Cup are more playing it as like a practice round to get ready. That's something say, that yeah. like 
I'm going to say that's something that we probably should have thought of ahead when we were thinking picks because that's, yeah. ultimately, that's ultimately what happened. It was and Rom, Rom and came Stenson. In it was Rom and Stenson down the wire, and Stenson won, and neither of them were playing in the President's Cup this week. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, I feel like it also wasn't wouldn't have been a hot take to say Rom was going to play well. He was like a pretty heavy favorite, but although he didn't win, but yeah, he came second, I think. He did. Um. So do we want to move on to our uh, DFS like review and picks? Um. Let's let, let's go through pairing prediction predictions first while we're at it, and like explain the course, you know. True. Okay. So, just obviously, we we went over Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. How we think they might play together. Trev, you don't think so? I think it's I. Well, I don't know who Tiger's gonna play with, but I like JT and Ricky to play with each other just because last Presidents Cup, uh, they went undefeated together in all the partner term partner events, right. and they're just like they've been well, they've been friends obviously for like as long as they can. You can remember. I just think that those two together is just a really good pairing. They like they really connect well with each other. Tiger like and Tiger can obviously be paired with Justin Thomas too. And maybe Ricky won't play every event because he was like he wasn't even supposed to play originally. But uh, I think Ricky, I think because Ricky's in now, Justin Thomas and Ricky are be paired together a decent amount. I'm also just thinking about this now. Maybe Tiger would go with Gary Woodland. They played together a little bit they a couple did. weeks ago, they played, and they played. The they both played. They both played really well. Um, Gary Woodland like usually plays a lot better when he plays with Tiger for some reason, and they both have similar like shot shapes, which means that like they would be pretty good for like um, an, a four ball alternate shot type of situation. Maybe. I'm trying to think. Would you? I feel like you'd rather have two different kind of shot shapes. No. Eh, potentially. Potentially. I, think it's, I, I mean, I, I, I think it depends on. Just, I think it's not even about like the shot shape. It's just like about like the chemistry of the players playing. I mean, that too, but I feel like if somebody's used to the ball being on the left side of the fairway as opposed to the right side of the fairway, if you have two different like shot shapes, they might not be like used to it. But I, don't, I mean, like, that, that's like that's just something to think about. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I just kind I don't, of thought that. I don't think that matters as much. I feel like it matters more. Like maybe some, maybe it's like someone's like Finau who's gonna outdrive everyone, and then someone like Webb Simpson will be better on the greens and better putting than anyone else. Like, See, that would be an interesting match matchup, putting Finau and Simpson together, because Finau, um, obviously, like, he's has a really high birdie percentage, and he can get it there, but Simpson's probably the best putter on the on the team right now. Exactly, yeah. So, like, putting them together like, would, be, would be interesting. And, like, you and Simpson's more, maybe more accurate with the driver than Finau, and then if Simpson can get it in the fairway on like a par five maybe Fino goes for the green and then simpson has like a putt at eagle or something like that i feel like so i could those combinations are more important than like left or right side of the fairway i could go through the stats for that pairing simpson finished top 20 in strokes gained in every category last year except for off the tee and And that's tony Tony strength so yeah Yeah. so like if you compare those two together like it would be an interesting thing for like yeah especially for like alternate shot i feel like they're if you pair like someone like Yelfino or Simpson, like people who are better at one thing than the other, and then like they kind of like combine, that would create like almost like the ideal golfer in that situation. And then like another thing, another thing to think about, like this is just a thing that the cabins have to think about, especially for the U.S. side. If you take a player like Bryson DeChambeau, who's a very individual player, I don't think he fits very well in the um, in the four in the four ball alternate shot um, situation. Four some, four some alternate shot. 
Yeah, because like I'm reading up, they're saying that maybe Xander Shoffley could be a good partner for him because they're both very competitive and would just try to outdo each other on every shot. Or even like Reed. Or I can see. Like that. Or yeah, or even Patrick Reed. But I just think that like he, you have to be like careful of who you're pairing with who. I yeah, think I think with, with Deshaun Bell, you put someone like like kind of like a veteran, like kind of like even like Tiger or someone like that, like, in, like, like in maybe the Matt Cup. Kuchar, maybe Matt. Yeah, Kuchar, Kuchar like call him like kind of like make it more like get him more involved in like the team aspect of it instead of just making it like all about him. I hope I'm wrong about about Deshaun right now, but like I don't see him doing all that well this week. I feel like he just hasn't been playing good golf, and he's still like. Obviously, like he's always been a work in progress because he's always tinkering with his swing. He just recently he hasn't been playing very well, but and I I don't think he played very well at the rider at the Riders Cup or at the Ryder Cup last year. So, I mean, I I really like Deshambo, so I hope he does well, but I don't see it him being I mean, like they, a huge I, part of their victory. Like I said before, like he just needs to be put with somebody who could like exactly like a, a veteran presence. So like. I'm thinking like maybe there's three guys that you could put him with. You could put him with Webb Simpson. You could put him with Matt Kuchar, and then like as a wild card, you could put him with uh, Sanders Shoffley. You put I think you put him with Tiger too. Like they play the they played the Ryder Cup together, and I feel like they're just like kind of like buddies at this point. Yeah, but so, I don't know. Not sure about that. If say our Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas thing isn't what isn't like doesn't come true, and Justin Thomas plays with Ricky, I think Tiger and Deshambo actually could be an interesting pair because of that reason. Yeah, there's yeah, like I still like Tiger and Woodland. I don't know why. I just think they have the chemistry. Mm-hmm. If you were, no, if, you, if, 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 if no, if you were to play in, uh, if you were to play in this and you had to pick any partner in the U.S. team for your game, who would you pick? Oh, okay. Um, are we talking about four ball or like four sums? Either, either one. Gonna just go with Dustin Johnson well, as no, long as he's let's, healthy. Let's go. Let's go with. Let's go with the alternate shot because like best ball is like that's just like they're gonna win. Like they're gonna win every time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the alternate, so alternate, alternate shot. shot. Who okay. who would you want to play with alternate alternate shot? I feel like that'd be interesting. Uh, see what you guys. And think. this isn't based I, off of like who I want to play with because obviously. No, 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 no. It's based off like who like. Well, I guess it kind of is, but like beside, but like aside from that. Yeah. So like, like, it would fit your game too. none of us are going to be able to drive the ball as far as anybody in the field, but like, um, I would say that I would need somebody who is a consistent putter and like, uh, like hits the ball straight. <laughs> so I would probably go with Webb Simpson, even though he doesn't hit the ball that far, just cause like he'll advance it and he'll make putts. Okay. That's I, fair I, for you. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I hit the ball like decent. It's not like I'm not like, don't hit the ball. I just don't hit it as far as like the pros. Yeah, but, but like, like I hit you, it decent you, enough. You can expect him to hit the ball like straight every single time. Yeah, and like if I hit it like shot. if I hit it 280, like that's fine. So. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably go with. I mean, as long as it's a healthy Dustin Johnson, I'd probably go with Dustin Johnson because you're literally just putting in the distance into my game, which is the only, not the only, the only but one need. of the very uh one of the larger issues with my game among many. The biggest hole in your game, probably. Yeah. So, put a Dustin Johnson drive and you know get me like 130 in or something. Like I don't know what it is. Just what's that? Driver, Six driver off. Driver off the deck. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd probably. Nine eight. <laughs> I'd probably go with. I honestly, I'd probably go with Dustin Johnson too, just because. Well, I think that'd be 
watching him hit the ball as your partner and like you go up to the ball and you have like so much shorter and then your opponent like that'd be so cool like that like, also, that feeling must be am- must be amazing if you're playing alternate shot with dustin johnson and he has like a 340 yard bomb and you have like 50 or 80 yards to the green like yeah that's like that's like that's amazing i'm gonna stick yeah, so with webb simpson though, i don't cause... love that like <laughs> actually no i don't mind the 80 degree range or 80 uh, well yard. like but I'm, 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 I'm saying like he just hit, he'll say like no matter what how long how long the hole is like he'll, he'll yeah. hit some farther. I'm, I'm I gonna stick like, with Webb Simpson because I need somebody to just drain like long putts. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, and because I know like, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not, not gonna chip it close. Putt. I'm not gonna chip it close like ever. So yeah, or like most of the time. So I need him to drain putts for me. And like and I'll say myself like if DJ can hit like to like in between like in like ten feet every time like I feel like I can make like a lot of those putts. If I'm playing my, my my best, I would love playing with Gary Woodland just because I, I would love to see him just hit stingers the whole time off. The yes, team. that'd be so cool too. Just just thinking about Tiger and Woodland together, yeah, just imagine all be... so many stingers. The one Next. person I wouldn't want to play with is Patrick Reed because then he'd probably I'd I'd probably get mad at him or something like that or DeChambeau. No, the crowd would just get in my head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the crowd the crowd would be during him and then they'd be during yeah that'd be tough too. All right, so that was an interesting segment. That was a little just string of the moment, like par three, low key. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, do you want to talk about the course a little bit? You haven't really mentioned. I mean, yeah, is that it's that um, Royal, Royal Melbourne, Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne. Apparently, they they uh pronounce it Melbourne over there. I like Melbourne, but whatever. I like Melbourne. That sounds. You're on I meant that then. Melbourne's yeah, come on. Whatever. Go for Melbourne's, it. Melbourne. Melbourne just sounds like. It just sounds much cooler. I like Whatever. It. Par, par 71. Par 71. Uh, firm and fast courses. I got a Bleacher Report alert today saying that the greens are really, really, really fast and really hard. I saw, I saw so, a video on that. Um, like, they're like, they're like bouncing ball like a basketball on the greens. So that's like going to be very interesting. Crazy. Anytime you're like a week or like a couple days out of like a big tournament, whether it's like the US Open or it's this, it, something like that, a video always goes viral. Like always. at Shinnecock, they had like you the dropping the uh, the Kevin. ball into the fescue and it just like disappearing. All I think of is Kevin Na. Like, I feel like Kevin Na does that every single year at the US Open, just complains about like he drops a ball in the rough and you can't find it like every single time. I love going the- to like the practice rounds. Like of those events, you go to the practice rounds and there's like literally with the caddy where he just takes like six balls and just rolls them on the green. Oh yeah, yeah, and like the balls, they feel like they roll forever, for, forever. At Shinnecock, I think we were there on Thursday, um, of the U.S. Open. I like had my AirPods in my pocket and I dropped them like into the fescue, and I have a video of it. They just like disappeared. <laughs> you, there's no. I did, I did that. I did that in the in my backyard too. My backyard fescue. <laughs> dropped the so golf. Something tells me it's not as not as gone. difficult as the Shinnecock and the fescue. No. Right in the Catalano no. backyard. <laughs> but uh. So, yeah, the greens look impossibly hard, and the wind. Apparently, if the wind picks up, it looks it's very, very uh, makes it very, very difficult for the players, and like it could get up to like 20 mile per hour, it's like all week. So I think so that'll be, control, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, obviously, control anywhere is is a is a big like factor, but as well as well, I I've, I've kind of read that like t t to green is going to be really important because like Finau, for example. Like there's a lot of like rolling hills where you're gonna like where if you hit it far enough you're gonna catch a hill, and like 
say Finau's matched up with like someone with like a sick short game and he hits one of those hills, Whips they're in perfect position. Yeah, perfect position for <laughs> for a birdie. Exactly. Have we made it clear enough that we like Tony Finau this week? I don't know. Maybe that's a segue into our picks. Yeah, pretty preview. Um, uh, do we want to go over our from last week first? Um, I, I think we should. We should, so, we should go over. First, so we had Xander Shoffley, who Jeek picked. Let's go for as our first pick last week in our lineup. You can talk about that, Jeek. Um, he finished T10. Honestly, didn't really play that well. Especially for uh, his salary. Especially for his salary. Um, he didn't really have a good start. Um, came back a little bit, but like honestly, it wasn't a great pick. I didn't have a great week. <laughs> but we did. Yeah, and Ches Reeve, what, he came in T13. Yeah, he was, no, yeah he was, so my third. That was kind of a shot out of the dark. Ches Reeve came 13th, solo 13. He actually played very well in the first round. I think he was like second or third place in the first like first he, round. He, he was uh, in second behind the two leaders, which were right. Reed. And so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, like maybe this is it. Ches, I also put a bet on him. Ten dollars won six hundred. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he yeah, did plus one round of four. So that's two weeks in a row that, that me and Trevor are just carrying the load of these picks. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm taking shots out of the dark here. You know, <laughs> I I, had, I, picked, I, had, I picked the guy with the lowest odds in the tournament. <laughs> I had a uh, Patrick Reed at teeth or no, just top top three. And Tre- Trevor had a top five with Justin Rose. Loki, you got a top ten out of uh, Finau with that finished like seven f- under round on the yeah uh, finished seven day. under seven under really last day the first round too yeah he no, finished like he, was, he, was, he was even going to the last day and finished seven under t ten I think he was, I think he was in solo last after the first round no yeah I think he was he was like uh, six four over mm-hmm. and and then the rest of the tournament he shot eleven under. <laughs> So if he yep. if he had just like shot a nice like I don't know three under round uh, three under round in the first uh, he'd be he'd be like top five probably yeah he'd be top three yeah, yeah that's what I said well, he, he finished like second last like last year so I, I figured he won well I also bodes well from going to the Presidents Cup he played well in the last round Tiger probably took note of that hopefully and I also had I also had Webb Simpson who came in tenth with Finau overall. It was it was like a decent showing for us. I we've been a lot small better. Field. It was this small is one field. of the top. To- I think this is one of the toughest tournaments to pick, just based off of like how small the field is and, and how good the field is. I, I really wish I really wish I thought about the whole Presidents Cup coming up next week or like the next week when we were making these picks, because I think I would have went in a different direction. I mean, we've been so good like the past couple weeks, so. With and we we really try to we really try to stay away from picking the guy with the top salary, which sometimes you should, but like we do try to stay away from that. And I think that was John Rahm last week. Because we are and trying to give you guys value over like just obvious top picks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't know. We're getting better at it. Hopefully. But this week, but this week, I th- I'm we're gonna do it a little different than our like just a couple picks that we have. We're gonna since it's such a weird like uh, DraftKings week with with the Presidents Cup uh, coming, we decided to fill out one lineup for you guys, and we like collectively put this together. So it's a little different different from what we usually do. But do we want to start with our captain? 
well, let's explain the format because it's actually a different format than there usually sure. is. The, the cup, the cup picks this week are a little bit different than the traditional, um, like scoring system. So you have one captain who costs more to your team um, than like the other regular player, but it does count as twice the scoring. So you have to take that into play. So people who've played, uh, I think, I know for sure, like soccer, if you play DraftKings soccer, you have a captain who's twice as much. It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like it's like, it's like like a fan duel for football, too. You can have like an MVP exactly. or something like that. Yeah. Very confusing to explain, but uh, but that that part. But but holes one is plus three points. Holes have uh, 0.75. Holes lost minus 0.75. Holes not played is plus 1.6. So, like, say you win five and four or whatever, you get those extra points. You'd be really crushing someone if you were five and four. But, and the matches one plus five, matches have plus two, and 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 so on. And uh, if you that there's streaks and bonuses too. So, like, a streak of three holes won in a match is plus five, and if you don't lose a hole in the match, you guess plus seven and a half. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for this. I think this is actually like a pretty cool setup that they that that DraftKings did with this. Let's get it started with our captain. I'll start us off. We got Justin Thomas. I mean, he's just been like a match play stud the past. Um, like in last year, he went three and one. Uh, he had the most points, I think, going into Sunday. I feel like he was the obvious uh, obvious pick here. Right, and he'll go in with a salary of sixteen point two or like sixteen thousand two hundred. Yeah. At least um, for a captain, for for because just just for as a captain, he'll his price will go up. And we kind of like tinkered with the whole captain thing. I think we just think that we should take our most consistent guy and make him the captain no matter the salary and he's probably going to play probably every single match or maybe it may it doesn't play one of the, one or two but he's going to probably play the most for the team just because dj's injured uh tiger's, tigers captain patrick reed's doing what patrick reed does best uh i just think justin thomas is probably the most reliable player for the team right now I mean, yeah, because you also have to take to take into account things like that where Tiger Woods isn't going to be playing as much, possibly. Like, we don't know for sure, mm-hmm. obviously. Nobody but knows, really. those are the little things you have to take into account when you're doing a lineup like this. Like, not everyone's playing the same amount of golf throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And also, I kind of, like, forgot to, like, touch upon this when we were talking about pairings. But because we never really talked about the international side and the international pairings. So I guess I'll go for our next pick is Louis Oosthuizen at 8,800. Um, just a very consistent golfer, good at match play, good at these events. Um, but you have to take into account pairings with uh, like the European team um, because not all of them are from the same place. So they don't all speak the same way. Gwinger have the same like cultural like ideas. So like I think a lot of the times pairings are people who speak the same language. So like Australians will be paired with other Australians and like so on. So you just have to like think about that. No, that's definitely with, something to take into account. Yeah, and and with Ustazen, I feel like he's in the Presidents Cup two years ago. He played almost every match, and he won. Like he did very very well in that that cup. And with uh, Brandon Grace, even though Brandon Grace isn't here this year, he's still. I think he's Adam Scott's one of the top guys for the international team. But I think Louis Ustazen is probably the most reliable. He's a very very good match match play player. I mean, yeah, he's gone. He's, he's gone six. Six, two, and two in this yeah, event. Exactly. Last, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a good player. If I, if if, if anyone's going to get the points for the national team, it's probably going to be Louis Ustazen. 
And he's probably playing a lot of the matches too, which is and good. just the and way just... the way his the way his game is, he molds well with a lot of other players. So like even exactly. if the four ball type things, his his game molds well with every other player on the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's right up there with Tiger. Like his his overall record, um, uh, like in their in their career for match play is actually like pretty similar. Um, so I feel like that's just like a really good some really good value, even though it, it costs a little more. But when you're taking into account that he's going to get a lot of the points for the international team, like it's pretty good, pretty solid pick. Yeah. Um, let's go with our next one, Patrick Reed. I mean, <laughs> Captain America. We've kind of been, yeah, he's Captain America. We, we've, <laughs> we've been all over the place with Patrick Reed. Yeah. Almost as all over the place with Ches Reeby, who surprisingly we have not. Mentioned That's our guy. Him. That is our guy. No, I mentioned him. Finished thirteenth. And my picks last yeah, week. Yeah, but he kind of <laughs> still our still our guy, still our guy. He's he's not he's not as relevant this week to us. Um, no, not at all. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. So for us. so Patrick Reed, this is all based upon that we think he's gonna feed off of all the like criticism he's gotten this week. So well, be, should play beyond, a lot better. Beyond just that, he's he's six one and two in the in the Ryder Cup or in the Ryder Cup he was six one and two. Um, he hasn't been as strong in the Presidents Cup. But I feel like it's also small sample size, mm-hmm. so he's one of the better match play players in the tournament. So. Yeah, and, and and everyone everyone remembers that Ryder Cup and Hazel in 2016 where he basically like he beat Rory in that one match, and he, that he was one of the more electric Eagle. matches. Like oh, that that match oh, yeah. was one of the best. I've, I've never seen anything like that before. You can maybe like, clip this into, into Instagram, into Instagram, but like Rory McIlroy, um, like screaming, screaming, I can't hear you to all the I crowd. Like that and was then, just electric. And then Patrick Reed giving a little finger wag to the to Rory too as he's walking up to grab his putt. That was that whole match was electric and unbelievable. And that that's that's a peak Patrick Reed to be honest. When, that's like yeah, when I mean, everyone actually liked him at the same point when, too. As as we've said, it's just been straight downhill since yeah. then. Maybe Which would I read another. When Another did reason uh, start dating could be a direct correlation. I don't know. <laughs> You're hating. Don't hate on Patrick Reed this week. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, no Patrick Reed. Another hate. reason. America. Another reason why he's a good pick is his salary, seven thousand eight hundred. That's like right in the middle. Very good value. So, like, I think that's a good pick. And, and he's probably he's, match players. Yeah. That's yeah. And, exactly. and he's probably he's probably he's a he's playing a lot of match play. He's a very good match player and he's played a lot of these events so i feel like he's going to be playing a lot of the tournament too hopefully uh, right, we also have pick. do we want to just go from sal like salary up to down so we'll go gary woodland just another guy who has been a solid match play player i feel like that's just been a common theme but also the value at 6600 yeah, which is one of the lower ones, lower values or salaries for the U.S. team, which is kind of surprising to be honest, considering he's that coming he off played well at the Zozo and uh, he played well this weekend too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He played well this he weekend. He finished off not not very strong, but I think you can't only take into take this uh, past tournament into account, considering like it was such a big, such a small field, and like no, coming is... whatever he came uh, isn't like a big deal that he didn't. Like I honestly top five. I think Gary Woodland's like a big game player too. Like this year especially, he's morphed into like a big tournament 
player. And I think like just all the like fanfare and hype around this, I think he's going to play really well. He does. He, well he reminds me, he reminds me of tiger and his like demeanor on the course. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he also like, stone faced and like kind of like, wants like to kill everyone. Like that's what, that's what he reminds me of. I feel like that works as perfectly for match play. Came, um, came in second. He, he lost in the finals at the WGC match play in like 2015. So yeah, he's got so the he's, history. He does. I, yeah. And with that salary, I think you, I think he's the one. I think he's the one who'll be in a lot of lineups this week too. Yeah, with that, that he definitely it definitely will be a pretty popular pick. Mm-hmm. I think the most important part of like building a lineup this week will be your last two picks, which you know we I I feel pretty confident in our last two picks. Um, we're going with Tony Finau. I feel like we've mentioned a lot of him uh, throughout this episode, and just like why he's actually just great value at 5400 yeah he, he's well, he's he's also a vet, he's a veteran one he's been playing in the Grouter cups he played in our cup last year he's it's kind of, it's kind of scary to play against the guy who's gonna outdrive you by like 30 yards every single time like that's kind of like that's kind of scary and, he, right. and especially you pair it up with like someone else like maybe like Webb simpson as we talked about or who knows who but like he'll be someone who can like uh compliment him well like he'll he'll play really well yeah, exactly. he's got the, obviously with yeah, the the tee to green as well as like a really high birdie rate, which is really important in match play, obviously. So just him being that low, obviously he hasn't been playing fantastic of until, late. Until but last round. Until last round. This last mm-hmm. like couple rounds he's played, uh, he had like he had a four under and seven under to to uh, finish it out. So right with the hot hand as well as like the stats. You could have a big, big, right, and then big the last game. pick. So the last pick we're gonna go with is Abraham Answer, and for five thousand, and he's just been a solid player all year. Um, I think him, especially him paired up with uh, Neiman, I think they could be a pretty good pairing. That's like kind of under the radar. I think for them. Uh, also, I think him he could pair up, be paired up with like Louis Tyson, some like a veteran guy, kind of like to hold him back. But he's, I mean, he's very, very good. So. Uh, um, one of the best ball strikers in the field. Yeah, exactly. And him with and that with Louis Tazner, like Mark Leishman could, a uh, veteran presence could really help him out in the uh, matches. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So we're putting that into if we can figure out why our DraftKings account is currently down. We're putting that into the eight uh eight dollar like one hundred and fifty or fifth one hundred fifty k pool uh contest. Probably one of the better contests out there probably do that um before we move on to the par three segment uh let's talk about golficity obviously we mentioned this we mentioned this a lot for good reason can't mention premium, enough, premium golf picks are only eight dollars a month i it's it's a it's a worthwhile uh thing to hop on if you just like are a dfs degenerate like a lot of people are so if you want like all the info about the course, all the info about who's going to be a sleeper, obviously they had Henrik Norlander coming top five with one of the bottom guys in the in the in the field. So Just keep mentioning check that. them out. Still don't know who that guy is, but he still they, still they don't know who he somehow. is. Still came in top five and they sniped that. So yeah, Henrik Henrik Norlander, if you're out there listening, invite onto the pod. Does he, I mean, does he speak English? We don't know. Because we don't know who he is. That doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't um, matter. Open invite. Yeah. Get a translator. Yeah. So we're gonna have a little bit different 
of a part three segment this week. A little short part three. It's like a short part three. We got like a like a Pebble Beach seventh hole part th- uh, part three segment coming for you. So it's gonna be one hole that we each would want to play on in the world, no matter the difficulty and what we think we would score on that hole. Probably. And we're gonna do one hole each. We're not gonna do nine holes. We're gonna with one hole each. Narrow it down to your game. See how in what you think you could like, or what you think you do good, good or bad on. Who wants to start? Um, I guess I'll start. Um. All right, I'm going to go with number 16 at Cypress Point. And for those of you who haven't seen what this hole looks like, pretty much there's a tee box. Then you literally just have the Pacific Ocean, and then there's like a like a green like right over that. And I think I read, depending on where the tee, are, the tee box is, I read that as a 236-yard par 3. Um, it is a 200-yard carry over the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, and, like, there's wind and stuff because, you know, Cypress Point. Uh, and it's very, like, scenic-looking hole if you, like, look at it. Um, now, what I would shoot on this hole probably wouldn't be Well, great. first of all, I'm 236. Guess, 236. 236. What are, you, what are you taking? What club am I using? Yeah, well, what do you... Yeah, take us to the hole. I really, it depends on the wind, but... It really depends on the wind, but... Um, hmm... I probably probably would take like a three hybrid. I don't have a three iron, or maybe I would take a three iron, but I'd probably take like a three hybrid and see if I could get it there for a three hybrid. Maybe yeah, a four iron, good. probably not a four iron, but like there's not a, it's a very in between distance. It's a very in between distance. It depends on the day, it depends on the wind, but let's just say a three hybrid. Um, I feel like I'd make it over, but I'd like struggle on the green or like around the green. So. I'm going to say I get like us. In the wind, yeah. it is so hard to putt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if I the mean, greens are fast. Like the, I just have, I have struggle putting. I struggle putting in general. That seems like a very hard hole. I think I would make it over in the first attempt, like I said, but I don't think I would be that close to the hole. And I think I'd probably end up with like a five or a six, probably like a six. <laughs> I don't, and this is assuming you make it over. This is assuming I yeah, make it exactly. over on the first yeah. try, too. And I don't know if you remember this, uh, Trev. This is just going back to Punny in the Wind. First hole at um, Silver Spring, your country mm-hmm. club, Ridgefield, Connecticut, for anyone listening. I was on the green in regulation, like not that far away. Let's call it like 20 feet. And the wind was just like bugging me. And I literally tap tap my first putt like two feet. Yes, yeah, so I'll pick the... 18th hole at Augusta, mainly because when I mean, you can pick any hole at, at Augusta, but that last hole is just iconic. You can see it, like, you see it every single year, and like that narrow, narrow fairway you have to hit into. It looks, it just looks so tough. And I wonder, I wonder like how I would play it. I also have to go kind of like down a hill and back up a hill, and then back up a hill toward the green. So it's kind of like it's, you can't really see that when you're watching on TV, but like it looks, it's just like a very, very tough hole. So say but, you have the Tiger Woods chip up to the green that he had this year from what, like 20 yards, something like that. I don't, I don't remember the ex- I don't remember what yardage it was, but like that, those circumstances. Yeah. Are you blading it? 100. percent 
I don't even know if I'd make contact with the ball. No, I, 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 I probably, I'd probably chunk it more than that, like better than played it. I just like that's like that's like so so fucking scary. I in was those circumstances. Just watching him, my heart was pounding. Exactly. Yeah. I was freaking out just like, watching. All, all, I, all I had to do was make bogey, and like yeah, I'm like okay, like as long as it gets on the green, like I was like, and his heart had to had to be pounding too. Like he had, he knew exactly what to do though, so. It worked out well for him. I mean, yeah, he's played that hole so many times in his life. So, mm-hmm. but uh, that's like in that green, like you've seen, everyone's seen it, but like that green, the amount of like undulation where you have to hit like hit the ball for it to like curl back down toward the hole. It's like that Sunday pin, and like you like put like sideways toward the hole. That looks that looks like so much fun. Yeah, I'd probably put it off the green and yeah, just go ex- back I, down to I, where I would, Tiger was. I would too. Exactly, I would too. But uh, if I had to guess, what I would get in the hole i'd probably i mean i'd probably saying to seeing how narrow it is i'd probably hit into the trees probably block in the trees right punch out maybe hit get stuck up toward the green yeah i guess tuck hey, up toward the green and probably three plus i'd probably make like a six or a seven honestly that's that's, that's a very that's a, that hole looks like the green the tee shot like it's a very very tough hole and then my for mine what it was decided it was uh, 16 at Royal Port Rush. Um, it was a 236-yard par three. I don't know if yours actually, if the Cypress Point one was actually 236. If you're getting that confused with mine, was are they somehow the same? Um, they might be. I don't know. It depends on what day. We it basically is, picked the same are, like, like championship. Different, different somewhere. Spot. Yeah. Um, you're at you're at Pebble. Port, no, he's at Port Rush, which no, is where, Port, which Port where Rush, the Open Port was Rush. last year. Port Rush. Everybody was just considering everybody was was it's it's a uphill par three, like kind of over some water because you're like kind of on the edge of the cliff, and winds probably howling there like 24/7. I'd have to just like power a driver up there if the wind's in my face. You you, you probably lay up. I would quite yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I don't, I don't even know. know I don't I, know why. I don't even know why you chose that hole. Like that does not go to your game whatsoever, and you just decide to choose a really long. Because I would three. love, I would love the challenge. I feel like I'd end up, if I could lay up. Maybe if I played it safe, I'd like just literally just pa- like power punch, like my hybrid up there, up there to like. To the uh to lay up and howling in my face. Yeah. Go up and down. I don't know. Probably like a set seven. (laughs) (laughs) Up and down for seven. Yeah, I know. I was. Yeah. So, no matter what, I feel like the conditions of both of what we described, and then Trevor, if we put the like Masters 18th hole pressure on him, we're all not finishing that hole. (laughs) No, not well at all. I'm picking but, like, up. I, that, I remember that hole at Port that hole last year. Like everyone struggled in that hole. Like that par three is like 240 yards or whatever, and like they're hitting like I don't even it know what they're hitting. Different every day. Yeah, exactly. Different they every it, day, and it played different. Like at the time of the day, it was a completely different hole. Exactly. Think yeah. That any of us wouldn't get at least at like the very best a double to think we wouldn't do. We to think we would do better than that is just way too confident. <laughs> I see if I fire made a bogey on the 18th of Master Augusta in those circumstances. Even I would 
even, even without those circumstances, I'd be happy with the bogey on the 18th. No, I'd, be yeah, happy with, be, sure. I'd be happy with the par in any of those holes at Augusta. Saying you were, first of all, just playing Augusta, but saying you parred a hole at Augusta would be just like, that's bucket list. Exactly. Even like, especially if it's like 12, 11, 12, 13. Any of them. Just so, playing at Augusta's bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing, I guess, obviously. I, I would gladly shoot in 130 if I get to play there. Same. Actually, that, kind of, that would not be fun. But uh, no, I actually, honestly, I don't know if I'd take that because like I'd be super embarrassed. Like I, I'd be like I do not belong. I think there. If, they, if I if I play there and I shot, well, for my, I'm different than you guys. But like, if it was like if I shot like yeah. 95, I'd be like I'd be I would be okay with that. But like, anything that over any, anything over 100 for me, I'd be like okay, that was I can't like I I would be I'd be more upset that I played. Do you remember what you shot at Bethpage? 88, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, like now I might. There. I feel like you must have not played well because I feel like you could definitely do better than that. No, I I, I don't. I remember not playing that well that day. I feel like I've, I've always. I've never, played, I've never played that well on the courses that, like they're like really highly ranked or something like that. Just, just for speaking for me and Pat, I think if we played Beth Page now, like we'd shoot a lot better. I mean, I, I didn't shoot that I don't bad, you I would. think, but. You, you definitely would. Like we would. We play a lot better. I have a video of my swing on the 18th at Bethpage, and it's a sick scenery, but like, jeez, was that two years ago? That was like actually, or let's call it like a year and a half year, now. A year and a half ago, yeah. My swing has just transformed since then, and it's not even very good now, but it was so trash then. It was really just like swoop around and just helicopter it right. It's like well, such if you, a If you want to yeah, see... If you want to see me and Pat's swings, at least, uh, check out our YouTube channel. We had posted a video last week. So. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's about it for, for this episode. So, like, definitely check out our YouTube channel at Pin High Podcast. We got we got a new episode coming up. And soon, I don't know if Trevor will be part, part, participating in, like, the part uh, three or what we the, – the challenge we came up with last week. Three club week. challenge. Four club three challenge. Club three club challenge. Um, we're going to be filming that over break, hopefully, weather permitting whether there's snow on the ground or not um also follow us on instagram twitter um join the facebook group uh it's the pin high pod on on both platforms uh yeah we'll see you next week hopefully the u.s uh comes out with a dub this week